What's up, everybody? We are finally back with the second episode. 2.5. Of the Hang with the Neon Troubadours. We are your host, Jake Badger. Corey Heim. And it's been now, let's see. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. Well, technically, (laughs) we recorded the second episode about a week after the first one. And we have decided to not air yeah. that episode. It got it got a little wild. We had some uh, some of the other band guys over, and my dog, and uh, there was just a lot of distractions. So. There was a lot going on. There was a rape whistle, and uh, <laughs> it was it was interesting. It my dog a, is in heat, and he was in heat. He was so excited. It, 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 heat's like a temporary thing. Yeah, you he's know, he's in. This constant dog is heat. trying to fuck me all the time. <laughs> So <laughs> some dogs are in heat. My dog is just in summer <laughs> all the time. Yeah. yeah By the but, way, uh, there is a leaf blower going on. I don't know if we can hear that, but we're outside on the patio doing a podcast tonight because it's freaking beautiful. But uh, some douche canoe is blowing leaves at eight o'clock at night. So that's cool. Yeah. So if you live in uh, Simpsonville and you're blowing leaves at 7.59 p.m. when the sun's uh, already set, then yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah. But nonetheless, Brick. here we are. We're back. We did some, yeah. uh, we had some cool shit go on. Um, yeah, we played some shows. Uh, we went to Ladder in Life. That was a blast. That was that was really fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. Kicked my ass. You know, every every year that I go... I'm like, I cannot do this many days. And then we did, what, three this year? Three out of four? Three. I think you did a little more than me. Um, I was – did you go all day Thursday? Mm, I got there like four. Okay, I, yeah. I got there like 5.30 Thursday. Um, yeah, I got there right before you did. Yeah, it was great, man. I had to, That was the, the best concert experience I've had in a long time for the simple fact that I just don't go to concerts. Yeah. It's a weird thing, like – I compared it to, uh, you know, being like a single-A baseball player and then having to go watch professional baseball games all the time. <laughs> I just want to play. Like, yeah. I want to be there. Like, I felt some of that while we were there. But I tried to kind of mentally take myself out of that place and go, okay, like, I want to, oh, to enjoy yeah. this experience. And there were some bands that I was there to see that I loved that impressed me. And that made the experience just incredible. And there were some bands that I had no idea existed that just blew my face off. Oh, Gideon yeah. being one Gideon, of them. yeah. Dude, they were so <laughs> They were so you know, good. I listened to that No Love song they have. Yeah. I just want to like take my foot and just stick it <laughs> through my windshield. As they say, that song fucks. Yes, it does. It uh so I met Jake Smile. I think you say his name Smiley, Smelly, Smiley. Anyway, I met Jake um, sometime last year, and I followed those guys on Instagram. Um, and dude, like they're just so they're heavy, but also the lead singer wears a cowboy hat and a Dale Earnhardt shirt and cowboy boots, and just freaking rips. And Dude, everybody in that band, like their breakdowns are just gnarly. And those remember those bass drops? Oh my god! Dude, those bass drops yeah. were like bomb shockwaves. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I could feel it through my whole body. Yeah, their bass sick. player looks like a guy that sells like 
aftermarket cartons of cigarettes, like Marlboros, <laughs> at the airport or something. Like, he has this long, curly hair and wears these sunglasses. He just yeah. totally looks out of place, but he's, he's the perfect fit. Oh, dude. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, those, those guys killed it. My, my biggest, God, the number one thing from Latin Life for me was Sleep Token. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. So... Somebody had mentioned them before, and I might have listened to, like, a few seconds of a song, and I was like, eh. And that was, like, a long time ago. I never really gave them a chance, and Corey had talked about them quite a bit. So we were debating on staying for them or Pantera, and we made a game-time decision to just get close for Sleep Token and stay and then try to catch the last couple songs of Pantera and that decision changed my life paid off that is for <laughs> sure so i kind of had the same experience with sleep token so andy paul um he we were at his house it's so weird he had these goofy ass headphones that you put like around your neck and then they lay kind of on your collarbone mm-hmm. and it makes it sound like you're like there it's like the weirdest really? yeah there's a really weird i don't know it's not real loud around you but when you're sitting there it's like directional i guess i don't know Huh. It's pretty crazy. But uh, <clears throat> he was like, you got to listen to this song. And the song's called Sugar. And uh, it's off that first mm-hmm. record. I guess it's their first record. Um, and I listened to it, and I was like, uh, it was okay. I mean, mm-hmm. it was cool. It was, like, almost too cool in a way. Like, yeah. real, I don't, know, I don't know how to describe it. But um, I, I liked it, but it just didn't, like, grab me. And then we were in his truck one day, and he played it again. He was like, you know, Andy's like, dude, check out this band. And I was like, you already <laughs> fucking showed me this. <laughs> and so I immediately my brain was like, I'm not going to give it a shot. I already yeah. heard it. Like, it's all right. It's whatever. And then it showed up on my Spotify like two or three months later. And I listened to, uh, I forgot the name of the song. For some reason, like you ever get that like urge you want to hear a song. And yeah. You can't like quite figure out what the name of it is or like, yeah. you're, like searching for it. And so I, I got the record up on my Spotify and I just played the first song, which I immediately knew wasn't the song, but it was like really cool intro. So you need to go back and listen to that first record all the way through. Some of my, <clears throat> well, my favorite song by them was off that album. Which uh, one is it? The Offering. Oh, yeah. The, and that's that's the one Dude, that, that came that next. song. They played that last at yeah, Live yeah. Life. I, I got goosebumps oh, right now. <laughs> that was the most, oh, man, what a great concert experience. It was, it, uh, uh, man. It, I just, like, I haven't, I feel like, all right, first off, I feel like when you're a musician, you're, like, you're real tough on who you go see live. Whether it's somebody in a bar or you're going to see, you know, the freaking Red Hot Chili Peppers or whatever, like, especially on that level because, you you know, you're already expecting them to be great and sound great. Um, so, like, I really didn't know what to expect from these guys because I really didn't know a lot about them. He starts off just singing acapella with with a track and then the band kicks in and the lights and like their movement on stage is it's just like second to none they looked like creatures and that's kind of the point right so if you do any like research on the band at all you'll see that like their concerts they call them rituals so it's real worship yeah um but 
their costumes, they're like they're anonymous. They're beings. if you don't if you haven't seen Sleep <clears throat> Token, they wear uh, like cloaks and masks and like pretty much nobody knows who they are. I dug f- deep enough. I finally figured out who they are. Did you but, really? Yes. But um, oh, I don't even know that. Yeah. Like I've gone down the rabbit hole, but like, oh yeah, it's, I always get there's stopped a lot of stuff. by all the messages that people on Reddit leave. They're like, <gasps> "We know who these guys are," and it's like <laughs> our job to protect that, which is weird because with Ghost and with Slipknot, once people found out who they were, they're like, "Oh, that's this is who they are." Yeah, you know. But with this band, like the fans, like have got this whole like mission to like keep their identities yeah. secret. Are they? Have they previously been in like fa- in in good like big bands? So they're they're from the UK. Yeah, I knew that. Um, and I think that they had I don't, I don't know if you would say like a huge band, but some kind of success. Um, there's other like tracks and stuff that you can find like some of their old stuff. And it sounds like them. And the, yeah, oh for sure, it's them. Um, but also like after I. Like I was like so intrigued on finding out who they were, and then when I finally did, I was kind of like, I want to go back to not knowing who that because like that's like <laughs> one of the biggest set, like sell of the whole thing like, yeah, like these mysterious dudes and like the way they move on stage and they don't interact with the crowd, they they'll point at the crowd, and you know like signal to clap hands or something a little bit like the bass player was really good about that yeah but like they were never like what the fuck's up louisville get oh, yeah. out of your fucking thanks for up. having us or like louder than life this yeah and they didn't say shit they didn't say nothing he didn't speak no not he once. sang he walked out he sang and then he he went back i saw a video the other day of like him with his hands recognizing like somebody had a sign held up oh yeah and he was like it was it was about like what the lyric said. It was like, does it say this or this? And he pointed to the bottom one, but that was it, you know? <laughs> and like, I wonder how these dudes operate backstage. Cause like clearly the other bands that play with them, yeah. they have to know who they are. Right. But do they, do they not hang out? Yeah. Do they not participate in the, like the camaraderie part of like being on tour and stuff? Or do they, and those other bands just respect them enough to be yeah. like, yeah, we're not going to. Maybe they make them sign like a contract that says, like if you take any pictures or I mean maybe now oh yeah but like eight ten months ago they, yeah. they don't think they were doing a whole lot of headlining tours they just recently blew up like big rec- like uh there's like a, been a huge tiktok push recently yep yeah um but it's just the way now by the way do what that's the way oh TikTok sure, is dude. the way yeah it definitely <laughs> is i'm always late to the party <laughs> I'm still trying to blow up on MySpace, man. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the whole anonymous thing, like, I think it's super cool. Like, obviously, Slipknot was probably the most successful group to ever do it. And hold on a second. Kiss is the most popular band to ever. They had their own unveiling on late night television, like, in the early 80s, I think. Really? Where they, like, came out, and they it was like a almost like a game show type setting they're all sitting at these little booths and it's like paul and they turn the light on and there's paul's face yeah you never seen that no you have to watch that see i saw kiss when i was a kid okay so my first well not it wasn't my first concert by any means but it was my first like huge arena concert 
was the Ninja Turtles. But the next one was <laughs> Kiss and Alice in Chains opened up. Nice. And that was their second to last show ever. And so I got to see Damn. the Alice in Chains that we all yeah we all know as Alice in Chains. Right. New stuff's good, but yeah, the new it wasn't the song. same. But I saw Kiss and it, it was their first tour re- with full original lineup with makeup. Damn. But That's wild. they were the first band to really like, Yeah, I, f- do I forgot that. about they did the makeup thing. But they still like No, no, no one knew who they out? were. Really? Yeah. They did it on a late night television huh. show. You look it up on, on YouTube. You have to check it out. Watch it. Kiss it's was funny. a little I guess before my time, I so I never really got into them. I was a product of Yeah. I mean Your parents, I was born in eighty five and my parents have been parents like rock and to rollers kiss. For, Yeah, see ever. my 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 parents, my family was all like country. They didn't really. They're like NASCAR, NASCAR, yeah, and brother George Strait, Garth Brooks. <laughs> hell yeah! Well, this is where this difference comes in between, like you and me, and like me, me and my wife Jesse, mm-hmm. is like I did not grow up listening to a single note of country music. The only songs that I remember listening to as a child that were country were. Garth Brooks. My mom had a tiny bit of a obsession with Garth Brooks, but yeah. not enough to like expose me to it. Right until he put out that Chris Gaines record, and she was all about <laughs> it. It was like, oh, this is so weird. But uh, friends in low places, and what's the one? Which, by the way, I keep forgetting. I want to add to our set list: Thunder Rolls. Thunder Rolls. We've got to yeah. do it's that a great song. song. <laughs> we have to. My favorite song of all time, hands down, Shameless. Any genre. I don't know why. That's, that's always good. number one. You know, I, that song. I, I kind of I felt like I grew up with that song, and it's yeah, it's always been I can uh, see that. been up there. I love that song. I see Jake Badger's face when I listen Hell to that song. Hell yeah! <laughs> I used to wear a cowboy hat and stand on a coffee table when my parents weren't home, and had a little fake guitar and turn the turn the stereo up full blast like I was playing arena show. <laughs> I have pictures of me with a like a Mickey Mouse acoustic guitar. Hell thing. yeah. And I'm like doing all these like rock faces and stuff. My mom showed me years later, and I was like, "It all makes sense, you know." Yeah, it all makes sense. Now. That's where it started. Like out in my head, I was playing Freedom Hall, and I'd go down the hallway to my room that was backstage, and I'd bang all these imaginary chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Put some pixie sticks out on the table, snort some of that. <laughs> my dad's like beating on the door. What are you doing in there, boy? Come on, it's time for dinner. <laughs> I'd still be like going through all the roadies. Oh my god, <laughs> going through the roadies or the groupies? Roadies, groupies, nobody was safe. <laughs> oh lord, and drums ain't the only gear you packing, boys. Come on. <laughs> well, um, so, so but Kiss was the original. So Kiss, okay. We're really good at. If you haven't know, if you yeah, listen to the first episode, track. by the way, we sidetrack and go back. It's like a. Um, Who's the director that did uh, Django and Pulp Fiction and uh, Oh uh, Quentin Tarantino? Uh, yeah, Tarantino. It's like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> Starts here and it goes to the end and then goes. Or back it was to the like middle. a conversation with my dad. Like you would, you'd be talking about something and then you know you move on. A couple hours later, sometimes days later, and he would pick up right where, right where we left off, just <laughs> right back to square one. I miss your dad, man. I, you know, <laughs> it was. Uh, that was part of the great part about revival. That I, the part I liked the most was um, getting to know Jerry 
and like hanging out oh, with him and stuff. Yeah. He was in like him coming to the shows and just like never missed a show, man. He was so much fun. He would have had a freaking blast at Ladder in Life with all the all the people watching and just I can uh, only imagine the commentary <laughs> <laughs> that Jerry Badger would have had. <laughs> there was well, some stuff to see. You know, I took God. I took both my kids, you know. So yeah, yeah. on Thursday I took Cam, but it wasn't Thursday wasn't like that plus it was already kind of getting a little darker. Yeah. But I took Avery on Sunday. She saw some sights. She saw some stuff. I remember looking at her face a couple times, and she's just looking like, oh, my the, God. The guy with the mask on that came up to us. Oh, she was like, <laughs> I saw his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> this guy had on a, a mask that covered 75% of his face. Um, short shorts, and I'm pretty sure his balls were out. No, the, there weren't shorts. They were boxer briefs. They were like blue Isn't and green were? boxer briefs. And the ass was out of the and shorts. The, the ass was ripped out of them. Yeah. Um, it was, and he looks slightly like, terrifying. I don't know. It was weird. It was probably one of the guys asleep token. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. My, so if uh, you haven't gone and listened to Sleep Token by now, I'm giving you the <laughs> two thumbs up uh, recommendation yes. that you should go and definitely listen to their stuff. Do me a favor though, go listen to the first record. Um, it's got uh, the offering and sugar on it. Um on spotify and apple music uh we don't know these fellas obviously but i uh, wish i did man. this movie this mu- movie music <laughs> endorsing this music um go listen to them give them a give them a chance uh, the offering yeah. granite levitate oh levitate levitate chokehold god there's so many great songs um there was something i was uh there's so many unique parts to their music. There's like, if you like, if you like heavy riffs, they got that. If you like kind of like a hip hop feel, they got that. If you like melodic, deep, um, interesting vocals and effects, like they got that. You add that with their light show and their live performance, and like, my god, like I haven't been able to stop listening to them since since we went to the show. Yeah, I mean. I'd already been listening to Sleep Token a lot, so um, I still listen to them. Yeah. But coming away from Louder Than Life, I've been jamming Gideon and Whitechapel. Hell yeah. Nothing but. And you know, I forgot. I didn't forget, but I haven't been to a metal show to see like metal bands in a long time. Oh, shit. My cat. Oh, shit. Coming to save you, buddy. We're we're back recording again, by the way. So, <laughs> my, my cat. my fucking cat got attacked or something <laughs> under the deck that we're sitting on. <laughs> we're gonna leave it in oh, so you can hear it. The playback on that was awesome. <laughs> Shit! Oh my god! That was the most metal thing that could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! There's something else ruffling over there. <laughs> it's my neighbor. He's, oh, okay. She's up there. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, round two over here." Oh, and there's the dogs dog. going. <laughs> Didn't know it was this lively out here. I was assuming it's so quiet. It's wild as hell out here in Simpson. Um, what I was saying was I hadn't been to a metal <laughs> show in like a long time, and um, and then going to louder than life, like. 
kind of reignited my want to just play oh, dude, some me too. Like, heavy, fucking brutal <laughs> breakdown music. I've never been a uh, metal drummer, um, but I do love, I do miss playing with the the riffs. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the heaviness. And I, it's one of the things I, I loved about Sleep Token, too, was like it's kind of a blend of all the, like it's not like blast beats and just crazy screaming. It's like a, it's like great vocal screams, heavy riffs, but still a lot of groove. And I mean, their drummer, God, he's freaking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the neighbor's dogs barking now. Fucking dogs. Oh. I have to go get some of them antifreeze biscuits. If it keeps on, <laughs> keeps on barking during the podcast. Oh God, they don't serve those at DQ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the mixture of music that they have. Um, yeah, for sure. I like that it's got some electronic stuff in there. He does some. Um, What's his name? What do they call him? The drummer? No, the the singer. The singer Vessel. Vessel. Yeah. So he does like play some piano, that kind of stuff. God damn it! Two episodes in a row where his <laughs> fucking animals just got to make a bunch of dogs. noise and shit. This is bullshit. See, we could edit this out, but this is a real podcast. Yeah, it's and we do the it real world remotely world. in the real world. So you're gonna hear all kinds of shit going on in the background: <laughs> dogs barking, gunshots. <laughs> Who knows? Well, you know, I listen to uh, some podcasts, like how to do podcast podcasts, and yeah. people are like, "You're going to spend so much time editing and doing all this stuff, and like eventually you're going to say, fuck it,' <laughs> because no one's going to go back and listen to these episodes anyway, yeah. except for the core people that you're, you know, yeah, that you're yeah. getting out to." So, by the way, I haven't looked at the numbers in a while, but last time I looked, we were like thirty-eight. Hey, so. I thought solid. it was pretty decent. I, I thought it was pretty solid. I thought we was going to have three, and That's that was I just thought. our band. <laughs> so I'll take 38. So those of you that are listening to this podcast um, that listened to the first one, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I had some really that. cool. I had some good comments. Yeah, a lot from, of great feedback. Um, from, from some really good people, people that I respect, too. So I was yeah, thoroughly – uh, not thoroughly impressed. That's, <laughs> that sounds really selfish, and, you know, I was uh, I was very happy. I had a buddy of mine who was like, I listened. He goes, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. I heard that, too. I was like, damn. Who the fuck I, are you, motherfucker? I don't know if that's a compliment, but thank you. <laughs> I'll take that. Well, I mean, I could see where watching the rhythm section talk to each other on a podcast could be, uh, <laughs> you know, now the neighbors are all locking their fucking cars. Yeah, let's, let's just blow our fucking horns and get oh, our dogs barking. This isn't turning out like I want it to. <laughs> Hey, at least it feels great out here. It does. It's great. I'm surprised we're not being raped by mosquitoes, but <laughs> whatever. Last episode, I was raped by a dog. <laughs> so maybe that's a, there's, there's a reoccurring theme. But let's yeah, do the next episode in a swamp. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's a trend for Corey. My He's... cat just got attacked by a raccoon or something. I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened underneath there. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to walk under there. I don't want to crawl under there and see what's going on either. Me either. It sounded pretty violent. Me either. Well, you would think that if there was two cats, you would have heard. Another one Two screaming. Cats. Unless the other cat's just a freaking G and was just whooping that ass. I hope he didn't get bit by a snake or something. That's what I'm worried about. I'm like, man, he got bit by a snake. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> if my cat uh, dies live no, on this please. fucking <laughs> podcast, I'm going to be very upset. 
Probably it's not cat. just laid out on the living room floor <laughs> tomorrow with a snake bite. Just oh my dead as shit. Uh, you know, well, my, you know what my terrible. cat's name is? What? It's Charles Runkle. Do you know who that is? Charles Runkle? I don't think so. Charlie Runkle from uh, Californication. Did you ever watch Californication? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. you got to watch Californication. Check it out. Do me a favor and just go on YouTube and put the best of Charlie Runkle from Californication at some point, and you're going to yeah. laugh your ass off. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, so, Larvin Life was awesome. Yeah. Um, Circling back to our... Yeah, going back. <laughs> Here we are again. Here we are again, Ladder of Life. Um, I uh, Thanks for hanging out with me, man. That was Dude, fun. Dude, it was so fun, and it was cool to hang out outside of a gig. And not, yeah. like, we didn't, as, as bad as I wanted to be on that stage playing, it was cool to just kind of be in the crowd and enjoy it for a change and then get to hang with you, uh, your, your cousin that was out there, of course, Jesse, your sister like we had such a fun group and it was it was a good uh good release for the weekend oh yeah and uh it was a nice break from the norm so yeah it was nice not to be playing i mean yeah. trust me if i could have got an opportunity to p- play on any of those stages no 100 i would have a thousand times over did you go watch silly goose with us i got there right before or right as Silly Goose was ending. Oh. Yeah. That was interesting. Now, are they... They were on the smaller stage, right? Yeah. Are they, they Roadhound stage? Are they local? I don't think regional? they're from here, but they, they, they had this... I don't know if it was a TikTok thing or a YouTube thing, but they were showing up to Waffle Houses with this trailer. Oh, they were the guys that, that, that'll show up at random places and, and play. And just put on a whole yeah, concert. Okay. And the trailer is like I've outfitted with like whatever they, the, you know, the drums are inside that has a big pull-up window and like they play <laughs> on top. And they, I don't know, it's wild. That's sick. But it was wild. Their their mosh pit turned into like some kind of Viking row. They were all rowing. And it, <laughs> I did see it that It ended video. up on the news. I did see that video. It was great. I mean, I, I think overall... Coming from someone who literally Thursday, I was like, I made a post on Facebook and I was like, I cannot believe I've never been to Louder Than Life. Yeah. Like, I look at the lineups every year and I'm like, oh, I'd love to go to that. And when it comes down to it. I can't believe you never, you've never not, been to any I've of the Louder I've never been. And man, because I'm, I'm low key kind of a fucking hater because like, <laughs> I, I just want to play it. You yeah. know, it kind of sucks when I really think about it. This is what kind of motivated me to go. So I'm like, am I really going to sit here and be that um, disgruntled that I'm not up there, that I won't even go and watch these bands that I really like. Yeah. There's something back there. <laughs> something lurking in the woods. Something's lurking. He's like, I already took out the cat. Yeah. The podcast is next. <laughs> but I just couldn't believe that I'd let myself get to the point where I wouldn't even go and enjoy music that I wasn't playing. Yeah. It really kind of, sh- it made me look, look at in the mirror and be like, man, what kind of musician am I? Because most musicians go enjoy music. They go enjoy concerts. They go, yeah. you know, and I'm over here so stuck up my own ass that I'm like, <laughs> you know? So yeah. then... Um, I'm definitely always inspired when I leave something like that. Yeah. kind of refuels the tank. Yep. And uh, Thomas Durham, he's a bass player around Louisville. Uh, he plays in Lexington most of the time now, I think. And luckily, he lived right over here. But he responded to the post and was like, sent me a message. He was like, "Hey man, I got two tickets. You you can you can get from me." 
And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that. So I got the Thursday tickets from him. Yeah. And then didn't go Friday because we played. Right. Where did we play? Tin Roof? Tin Roof. Yeah, we were on stage going, Tool's playing right now. Lit Biscuit's playing right now. Tool, God's playing. Like, well, oh. We missed Lit Biscuit, thank God. Yeah, that ended up being a damn nightmare. So, you know, I went through that in Chicago. Have I told you that? Uh-uh. So my girl, Max's girlfriend, and uh, one of my good bu- buddies, Robbie Becker, um, we took this trip to Chicago. I think it was for, it might have been for my birthday. I think she got him for my birthday or something. But we went to Summer Sanitarium. Oh, so it was like yeah. it was Metallica, Lincoln Park, Limp Biscuit, The Deftones, and Mudvayne. Oh my God! It's like a if I could pick some of my favorites to be on a festival, dude. It was awesome. Damn. Other than Limp Biscuit, which I was like the most excited to see. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I was most excited to see The Deftones. I think. But Limp Bizkit was right there. Mm-hmm. And um, so when they were getting ready to come on stage, there was on the video screens, there's just something about Man Cow. So apparently, I, forget, I don't know the guy's full name, but his last name is Man Cow. He's like a radio DJ in Chicago. And I guess he hates Limp Bizkit. They hate him. And so they spent the first like 10 minutes of what they sh- when they should have been playing, shitting all over this Man Cow guy. <laughs> And they come out, and you know, they used to, they might still sell those lemonades that have, like, the full lemon in them. Like, it's, like a, it's like a full lemon cut in half, like two halves mm-hmm. in the cup. Yeah. And Limbiscuit comes out, and then people just start chucking these lemons at them. <laughs> and, and I'm there <laughs> oh, for this, shit. dude. I'm watching this fucking happen. Yeah. And I'm going, what the hell is happening? And then the cups and whatever else they could get their hands on, they were playing and dodging the stuff. And Fred Durst is like dancing around, getting everybody the finger. <laughs> they came out and played break stuff, and he had like a oh, uh, he had like a prop shotgun. Yeah, and he was like pointing it at people, like shooting it, you know, like all kinds of goofy stuff. Damn. And then, uh, and then next thing I know, they they just bounce out. They that was it. They Damn. like walked off stage, and everybody started booing. And yeah, and then they ended up getting sued over it. And and people and they got their tickets. People got their tickets refunded. I remember watching it on MTV. Damn, how long ago was that? <clears throat> Two thousand three or four, maybe. Oh, so that was like in their prime. Yeah, yeah. Damn, Mikey from Snot was playing guitar for them. Then. Oh, really? So Wes yeah. had already Wes had already had already left. Yeah. And uh, well, I think the reason Wes left was he was tired of Fred's shit, right? I would imagine so. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that guy's so talented, dude. Wes is a Beast. And like, why does he keep? You know, really, everybody in that band are fucking monsters. Dude. Oh, like dude, John Otto, John Otto, and those guys. Yeah, like, hey, dude, they're uh, what's the bass player? I can't remember the bass player. I forget name. his name, but he's, but he's really good great too. He's really good. I missed him on Instagram uh, like a year ago. I saw that he switched over to Fender, and I was like, maybe I can strike a conversation. He's not, <laughs> he's not as relevant as he used to be. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, hey, what made you switch from Warwick to Fender? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the response. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks, man. I Lip Biscuit, um, you know, I might be a little little bit embarrassed now to say this, but they are the band that got me into rock music. I uh, I grew up in a like I said earlier, a very like everybody everybody in my family was in the country. I didn't know anything else until I started riding the bus and my bus driver was listening to DJX or something playing pop music and shit and I was like, What is this? <laughs> and then my dad got remarried 
when I was in the fourth grade and my stepmom's daughters were allowed to watch MTV. I wasn't allowed to watch MTV, you know, when I was at my grandparents or anything like that. Cause you know, it's kind of MTV's the devil kind of deal. <laughs> Foosball's the devil. Foosball's the devil. <laughs> so, um, they were watching TRL and Nookie came on and it changed my life forever. I was like, what is this? Like, he's got a red fitted New York hat on backwards. He's fucking rocking out West Borland's jamming on guitar. He's got these crazy contacts in. Looks like he don't have any, like his eyes are just blacked out. And John Otto's just throwing down on the drums. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I want to do that. (laughs) And the first three albums, three rock albums that I got, I got them for my birthday. Not long after I, I saw that video. Was significant other, Lip Biscuit, Follow the Leader, Corn. That was a great one. And Devil Without a Cause, Kid Rock. <laughs> so, I I discovered Lip Biscuit. Um, I want to say I saw the I saw them play on a Matt Penfield show or something. Uh, it was yeah. like some kind of on Century. Uh, it was a uh, TBS. Was then he did the TBS thing after that was Hairball? that was later. This That's was, right. I remember seeing Godsmack on there. It was on like a different time. channel. It was like a it was like the box or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. forget what it was. It was some channel and Matt Penfield had like a thing on it. And I saw him in Biscuit play. Yeah. And they played uh um something off of the first record, the three dollar bill y'all record. Hell yeah. And I was like, these dudes are ripping. Oh, yeah. And then they, then Faith came out yeah. about uh, two or three months later and boom, you know, they exploded. And uh I remember having that three dollar bill y'all C D on my eighth yep. grade trip. <laughs> and it's a King's Island, and I'm jamming it. And, like, my classmates growing up, like, I was – me and, like, maybe one or two other kids in my in my eighth grade class were, like, into the rock stuff. Yeah. Everyone else was listening to fucking NC, NSYNC and <laughs> Master P, and, which yeah, I like yeah. that stuff too. But, oh, yeah, for sure. Know, <clears throat> but I remember listening to it, and I used to have these little uh, battery-powered speakers I could plug into my Discman. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember those. <laughs> and I was jamming on the bus. I was like – and they were like – what is that? And they're like, jam- they like, started liking it. And I'm like, yeah, now you guys are getting on my level. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I saw corn that year. I wasn't, dude, think about this for a second. How old's Lyric? She just turned six. Okay. So in eight years, would you be okay with her going to a corn concert? No. So in my 15 parents. 15 years, I wouldn't be okay with her going to. My parents, um, a couple of my friends were going. My best friend Matt and Patrick were going. Uh, and my, uh, my buddy Mark Aubrey. And then I was like, hey, can I go to this concert? And they were like, no way. And it was on a school night, too. It was like <laughs> oh, a Thursday night. Like, no way. Where's it like the gardens or it was Freedom Louisville Gardens. Gardens, yeah. And they had the corn cage. Where they got, like, if you could, if you won tickets, you could be in, like, on the stage in this cage while they played. <laughs> it was wild. Sick. And so... One of my stepdad's buddies, his son was going and had an extra ticket and called my stepdad and was like, hey, Brandon's got an extra ticket. Would Corey want to go to this concert? And they were like, I guess everybody else is going. We'll send him too. So I got to go. <laughs> Hell yeah. But I remember the opening band was this band Videodrone. And Jonathan Davis came out and did a song with him. Oh, really? And uh, and it, it was just like, I watched videos of him later in the years on YouTube. And I'm yeah. like, what was so special about that band? But 
an eighth grader in this crowd. There's mosh oh, pits going on. In the moment, it's I'm fucking amazing. I'm looking up there. I'm going, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. And this is before. I mean, I played, but I wasn't like playing. Yeah. And so, and then Rob Zombie played next. Changed Shit. my life. I, I never liked his songs very much, but his yeah. show. His show's wild. It was insane. And then Corn played. Corn. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Dude, I've seen them a couple of times. They're so freaking good, especially now that they have Ray, which I love the original drummer too. David Silvera, I think was his name. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. I actually saw a video of him the other day on YouTube uh, uh, recording some stuff. Really? It, was a, like, it wasn't new. It was old corn stuff, and it was really good. Huh. His, like, his hi-hat work. Oh, yeah. And his little, I mean, the and beat shit he does. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, man, I kind of discounted him. Yeah, yeah. But Ray is... Ray's a is god. Insane. Yeah, I got He's, to meet him at uh, the Nashville Drum Show a couple months ago, or la- last month. I saw a picture. Ago. Did you get a picture yeah. with him? Yeah, yeah. But that was cool. Super cool, dude. And God, he's such a great drummer. They don't have a Nashville bass player show. Like six people would show up. <laughs> you know, they could do it at Waffle House down there, probably at the cookout. <laughs> at the cookout, just meet us at cookout. We'll give you all a couple <laughs> stickers. I can't believe we bought cookout shirts. <laughs> I don't know where mine is. Uh, I was going to say, I think Justin left his on the top of the car. <laughs> so uh, I I washed mine the other day, so it's 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 ready to go. If you guys wait. haven't eaten a cookout, um, there's one in Nashville. There's there one in Lexington. One in Lexington. There is one in Frankfurt. Yeah. Not Hopefully they Louisville. creep their way into Louisville, damn it. But I highly suggest it's super cheap. And it's, and good. it's, it's so kind of, good. It's it, our kind of our go-to after gig. It's a tradition in yeah. Lexington and Nashville for sure. Yeah, that we always hit the cookout. You get, you can get like a burger, like a double cheeseburger, fries, onion rings, a chicken wrap, a drink, and a fucking t-shirt for ten dollars. <laughs> oh, the cat! You okay, bud? Is he limping? Oh, the cat's Is back. He fucked up. He's, oh, look, uh, his tail's all swollen up too. He's pissed. The king has returned to his castle. (laughs) What the hell are we talking about? Uh, Well. Are we going to do this? Uh, Yes, we are. Oh, man. All right, so we were talking about cookout. Um, Yeah, you get a a lot of food for uh, a lot of bang for your buck there, and it, it shits on every fast food place pretty much and then in louisville we go to waffle house that's Good the awful waffle it's you know what i've gained a new respect for it now that i've started eating there again yeah you know it's not bad people like make it out to be like it's bad but it's it's not bad no it's good and it's entertaining <laughs> that it is it's not quite you know like in gatlinburg when you go watch the knights joust at dinner but it's close <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't see medieval that. times <laughs> You don't see the knights jousting at dinner, but you see two crackheads going at it at the cashier and sometimes oh. dancing. I I kind of had a viral video there for a while on TikTok. Did you really? Uh, yeah, this dude, uh, I was at Waffle House with my dad and Lance after a gig, and this guy was at the jukebox trying to pick a song, but he was already dancing. And uh, there was no music. He was he was already dancing. Oh, he was dancing. He was oh. just so tweaked out on meth. <laughs> that, he already knew the song in his head. Yeah, oh, the song was already going on in his head. Yeah. So 
you know, I recorded it because why not? And, uh, yeah, I wanted to show all my buddies, you know, later. <clears throat> so I put some music to it, did a little editing, you know, to sync up some parts and stuff. I put uh, one of the Bruno Bruno songs, like 24 Carat Magic or something like that on there. Uh, and I posted it on Facebook and I posted it on TikTok. And it got like 3 million views on TikTok. Did it really? And like 400 and something thousand I don't know, like several hundred thousand on on Facebook, but people were like so pissed. Uh, of course they were. They were like, "You didn't help him. He was, he was whacked out on meth, and you didn't help him." I was like, "He didn't need any help. He had all the good dance moves. There wasn't nothing I could teach him." <laughs> of all people, you would be the one to be getting some grief over that. <laughs> oh, for sure. So That's uh, hilarious. It was probably you know. One of our compadres, one of our sensitive compadres, <laughs> since I'm not allowed to say names on here anymore. <laughs> you know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I fucking do. <laughs> I sure the fuck do. Um, yeah, it. Uh, there's some sensitive people out there, but there's a lot more people that thought it was awesome. And well, yeah, that's that's the norm yeah. in general. Like people, that's what makes the world so fucking everything. stupid right now. Is like a third. Of people are upset about it. The other two thirds of people are going, "Hey, that was funny," <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and then they go on about their day like yeah. normal freaking yeah. people. Yeah, and that one third sits there at home. They're like angsty and angry, and they can't decide, you know, if they have a penis or a vagina. <laughs> it's just a strange place we live in right now. <laughs> it's such a strange place. It is a very strange place when you. I mean, you just. You can just flip flop and just do whatever you want now. It's, it's yeah. pretty wild. Oh well. So oh, well. I wish I could just identify as a professional, full time, festival touring musician. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to identify as a good drummer, but that just—it's <laughs> a little more. You actually got to put a little more work in. You can't just identify as it. So we've been putting some work in. So <laughs> since the last time we talked to, to. I say you guys, I guess we're only talking to each other, but you know what I mean. Yeah, We've, all, uh, all 15 of you guys out there listen to it twice. 38. We, we're talking. To <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's 38 people. It only counts the listen oh. if they listen to like three quarters of it. Well, that's true because you listened to it 900 times. I did. We talked about the this first one, on yeah. episode two that you're never going to hear. <laughs> that's why this one's titled 2.5. <laughs> um yeah, I listen to it a lot, and I listen to a lot of throat clearing. And you're right, you know, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah. That was pretty yeah. much the episode right there. Yeah, I pretty just much. It up as a summary. But you know, here we are. But we've been doing some cool stuff since then. So yeah, for sure. To wrap up, um, yeah, we did uh, louder in life. See. Yeah, we did louder in life. We did a couple tin roof gigs, right, or a tin roof gig. Old yes, Red Nashville uh, on Broadway. Yep. Tin Roof Indy was a blast. Tin Roof Indy. Oh, man. That was. <laughs> so that we was go a to Tin Roof Indy, and it was full of Louisville fans. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they were playing the next morning or the next afternoon. Um, Where were they playing? Were they playing at Lucas? They were playing Lucas against Indiana. Yeah, against IU. So uh, we had a bunch of hometown folks up there, and it was a freaking blast. Um, That, cra- that was probably one of the. Best crowds we've had in God 
a long time. Yeah, I mean, I would say playing with Kevin, the that best might have been the best crowd ever that we've had. All the Jace Ball crowds are good. Oh, for sure. Which Jace um, Ball was there too, dude. What a great! What <laughs> I a love great that guy. dude. I love that guy. Jace Ball, if you just happen to be listening, you the man. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I have no problem saying this on the podcast. So, um, Jeff Jace Jace Ball, if you know him on Twitter, if you're a U of O athletics fan, he's like tied in the athletics community for the University of Louisville, which I really dis- despise that whole place. Yeah, you're one of them UK fans. I'm a hater. I mean, <laughs> I hate U of L. And so when Kevin was like, yeah, we're going to play J-Spaws, J-Spaws, I'm like, I know this name. What is it? Where, where do I know this from? And little did I know that I have been in a couple Twitter Back and forth with Jace Ball, Twitter bashes, just Ty, talking shit. His son over <laughs> UK UL Sports, and I'm like, I'm not going to play this dude's place. Like, am I really going to go there and like pretend? You know, <laughs> I saw him the first time, and I had such a good time. And him and Denise were awesome people. The and best. Every time I go there, ain't not the last time. The time before last, I wouldn't even load in gear anymore. I was just eating cake with Denise. That just, cake was amazing. Just vibing, hanging out. <laughs> oh, I lo- dude, they're just, they're just awesome people. And to see them, you know, it's one thing to have fans, <clears throat> and it's another thing to have, you know, because they love Kevin. They, they do. love Kevin Jaggers, and they love us too, but they, yeah. they love Kevin. And uh, there was a whole thing through COVID where Kevin was going and playing down there, and it really kind of kept the community entertained for that time period while things were shut down. Yeah. And, you know, and they, so they bonded over that. But to, to go to Indianapolis – for them to be there and have friends and not only be there, but to stand in the front row almost the whole entire time. From 10.30 to 2.30 And enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, you so, I, you know, I texted him after that. I said, man, I just want to let you know, man, I really appreciate you. Yeah. And, like, thanks for being such a good dude. Yeah, man, it's cool to have people like that, um, you know, playing music over the years. We've met a lot of great people, and Jeff's definitely up there. Uh, always taking great care of us and uh, – and it's always a ton of fun going down to his little his little spot. So he he built bullet. yeah the Silver Bullet Saloon is a basically just a little bar that he built on his property down at Nolan Lake, and it's it's a private deal. You gotta it's an invite only thing, but he built this little spot for his friends and family to hang out on the weekends when they're down at the lake. And he has us come down four or five times a year and uh, play a show for him, and it's a freaking blast. And they always tip us really well and take great care of us. Do I got a bug on me out There's here? This mosquito was just like oh. eyeing you. He was getting the lube out, and he was like, ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, first time I've been sucked in a while, so I just let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, but but yeah, that Tin Roof Indie gig was great. Yeah. Um, Where else the did we go? Tin Roof Louisville. That was fun. But it started off kind of like, Yeah, because it was Friday night at Louder Than Live, so we thought it was going to be a bust. There was like us, Stubbs, Jesse, and... uh, Her friends, Amy. Yeah, there was was just a few people there. They ended up getting packed and being a lot of fun. We always uh, love hanging out with the Tin Roof Louisville crew with Rob Baker and Stubbs and all those dudes. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Um, That was a good one. Uh, We uh, played Paris Town Friday night. That was... That's a cool venue. It um, we had the boot scoots there, and uh, 
they had a what they had like an art show or something going on. Yeah, it was some on, kind so. of art craft show thing yeah. going on. And the fucking Mars Volta was <laughs> Mars playing Volta next door was, yeah. in, in Paris Town Hall. So we didn't play yeah. inside Paris Town Hall. We played outside in a little pavilion area, which is great, by the way. Like a turf. Yeah, six like, stage turf. Yeah, it's a nice stage. Big awning. Dude, it was, the sound was good. The sound was great, yeah. It was interesting, but it was good. <laughs> it was interesting. It yeah. was very interesting. Uh, they they got me hooked on this new drink. Liquid death. Liquid death. Liquid death. Um, <laughs> it looks like a Miller Lite can. It does. And I'll be honest, the first sip of liquid death I thought was terrible. And then the second was amazing. And I've enjoyed it ever since. I got a case in my fridge now. Is it expensive? No. It's not bad. It's like, I don't know, buying a pack of Deer Park. <laughs> <laughs> Which they told us, it was like, hey, we don't, you know, on a rider I had, you know, like a case of water or whatever, and and uh, they didn't have Deer Park or whatever I asked for, and and uh, I figured they would give us some, like, Dasani bullshit or something, you know? They gave us liquid death. They gave us liquid death. Can you put that on our rider for That's now That's going on? on our rider for now on. I know yeah. we had a rider, by the way. Oh, we do, man. Can we get some like veg- vegetable trays and food I had trays? A ve- so I had a veggie tray and a, like a sandwich tray on and there. they gave us the cards instead. And they asked if we could just, they're like, hey, we got a restaurant here. We'll just give you gift cards if that's cool. So I was like, yeah. That's awesome. So, Hell yeah. Yeah, Paristown took uh, great care of us. They were they were awesome to work with. Can't wait to get back in there and do some stuff with them. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Soon. I, I want to get, uh, you know, we did these Bootscoots shows in the summer. Yeah. Um, the biggest one being the New Albany um, Fourth of July, yeah. Uh, fest, you know, festival or whatever with the Crashers. And it was just, it was great. And Foxed in, um, yeah, the, the Fox, Fox fest, fest was awesome. Was great. Um, and then, uh, you know, we did this Paris Town Hall. Was the most recent one. Yeah, we got Steamboat Nights and Jeff coming up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this that one. Friday, October 6th, um, which is my hometown. So I always love uh, love being able to play right down the street from my house, basically. So yeah, um, we have uh, and we have Fourth Street, October October 19th, 19th, my birthday for Jake's birthday. So originally it was going to be a buyout situation where a company came in and, and bought the place out essentially and then uh, you kind of had to like eci i think is yeah what it is every year my wife my wife jesse her band played um that a couple years ago last year last op- year with trace, for trace Atkins, yeah and uh you had to have like a pass to be in in front of the stage <laughs> and stuff so and we just found out that they're moving that but we are still playing four yeah, street so it got it got so big well this is what i heard uh i think I think Kyle told me this from PBR that um, basically the ECI convention got so big that they had to move it to the Yum Center, um, and it's going to be with Dylan Scott and I want to say it's a '90s Third Eye Blind. I think it's Third Eye Blind. I think that's what he told me. I, I'm not sure, but I don't know since it's still ECI and like a buyout thing. Like I don't know if it's still like private or what, but. I don't know a lot about it, but what I do know is it's my birthday, a.k.a. Kenny Twitty, if you follow the boot scoots, <laughs> and it's a Thursday night, and we're going to freaking throw down, so um, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's always fun to get down to 4th Street and play on the main stage. 
Yeah, I've gotten the opportunity to do that a few times. In the clear, opened up for a filter there once. Filter? Hell It was yes. packed. And it, that was like, uh, I used to have some good videos of that. I used yeah. to find them. But that was, that was a good time. I played there a couple times at the Quinnies. Um, played there with Kevin Jaggers this summer. Yeah. We played there once with him. Yeah, you guys used to do the uh, tango slot on, what was that, Friday nights? Every Friday night. Yeah. Me and the Quinnies, the undercover band. Yeah, that's right. We did it for like two years. Kevin and Ronnie were at PBR Friday. every Friday night for several for a long time too. That's when I first met Kevin really? Cummings. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember them playing in there, but I, yeah. usually I was so tired of being at Fourth Street <laughs> after a while. Yeah, you know, it was a good time. I met a lot of good people there. Um, <clears throat> you know, really, I mean, playing a gig every single Friday night. You know. Get your chops up pretty good, so yeah, you know that is true. It was I'm, good. Actually, we'll be at Fourth Street Wednesday with your with your wifey. Yeah, I know. Doing a little uh, neon troubadours trio action. I might come play. Yeah, I thought about that. Come on down and jam. I love playing. So we're playing at uh, Guy Fieri's. Yeah, am I saying his last name right? Yeah. My dad would be like Guy Guy Ferrari. Ferraris, gay, gay Ferrari. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, it's Guy Fieri. He's like, he's got the racing stripe. Gay in his head, Ferrari, he? yeah. Look at his spikes in his head, and he last name after Ferrari, a foreign car, if ain't one of them domestic driving cars. So he, this is Gay Ferrari for sure. Have you seen the comedian, the big guy that keeps his arm like tucked in right here, do the whole skit about Guy Fieri and how everybody shits think, on him and there's so. no reason why. <laughs> Oh, dude, he like goes on this whole thing. He's like, "Why does everybody hate Guy Fieri so much?" <laughs> Do you know he does a nonprofit program for schools to raise money and by selling popcorn and all the stuff? But because he has a racing stripe on his fridge and it looks like he's been electrified by Mountain Dew, <laughs> you guys want to chop his head off? <laughs> That's awesome. It's the funniest. Look it up. I have to look, look it up. up. Guy Fieri. Guy uh, Fieri's. Yeah. It was. It was good. But yeah, I, uh, Jesse's played there before. So have you guys? Yeah. Uh, it's a cool spot. It's an easy, cool little acoustic deal. We do these little acoustic things through the week, and uh, Justin sings, and sometimes Jesse jumps over there with us. And uh, and Gaffieri has some of the best brisket that is you'll good. ever slide in your mouth. We ate there before uh, the Justin, Justin Moore. Moore show. Yeah, yeah, it's fire. So come down and eat with us, and uh, listen to uh, Corey's better half sing some songs and. Which now means I have to edit this before Wednesday. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Nice nice move, Jake. Yep. No. Get her done I'll tonight, boy. Um, so, you know, looking on, we got some stuff with the boot scoots um, in the works, I think, right, for, for next year. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, this will probably be our last show of the year, the 4th Street one. Good. Um, Not that I don't like playing the boot scoots, but... <laughs> I want to make it more. Yeah, we're going to, after the 19th, um, we're going to take some time off with the Boot Scoots to, uh, to kind of revamp the list. There's so many great songs in the 90s that we're going to basically have two running lists and uh, kind of build, just kind of work on our show. Um, I've been talking with Billy over at uh, Headliners about doing some stuff after the first of the year so. Also, January will be the anniversary, the one-year anniversary. So, um, can't believe that 
we're already coming up on that. We uh, we actually shot that promo uh, middle of September last year. So, Boot Scoots is officially a year old, I guess you could say, since we, but uh, since we lost launched it. But our uh, first official show was was the middle of January at the Jefferson, which was an incredible show. Wish you wish you could have been there for that one. Wish I could have too. But now Corey's with us. uh, Better late than never. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I've had some damn good times. I'm still kind of kicking myself for deciding to wear a freaking mullet. It was fun the first show when it was January (laughs) and 30 degrees outside. and This summer's been pretty damn hot with hair. (laughs) I'm not, uh, not... I'm not you. I'm not experienced in the long hair department anymore. It's, it's you been, said that curly head like oh dude, I had the worst curly headed Jufro thing. <laughs> it's like a bad fire. You had to put like three or four gallons of water on it to get it under control. <laughs> Bunch of hair gel and shit. I remember I had dreadlocks at one point. I missed dreads. You know I still have them. Jesse thinks it's the weirdest thing ever. I have them in a baggie in my closet. God. I got drunk and cut them off at Joe's with a kitchen knife. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I remember you with dreads. Yeah, I had I had dreads for about a year. Um, I tried dreads before I cut my hair because, you know, I was, Morgan Rose is like yeah. my idol. So I was trying to do like his hair. I couldn't imagine you with dreads. My mom and my sister... My mom and my sister gave me some, like, gave me one dread and it just stuck up, stood up, like, it didn't work. So, we uh, we decided against that, and then I got hired at the sheriff's department not long after, cut my hair, and my hair got pissed and packed its shit and left, and I've been a bald bastard ever since. Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> you still I'm have great there. hair. It's just, it's a, there's a lot in the back. It's not so much in the front anymore, <laughs> you know. But Jesse, gonna be look like Skeletor this, in a couple this years. Mullet out, you know. She wants me to have Liz permit. Oh shit, that would be sick. Yeah, except I have to work, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. If if I could grow a full head of hair right now, I would have the most bitching mullet. <laughs> I could imagine. I'm surprised Jerry didn't have a mullet. I bet he used. We to. did at one point. He sure. He. I'm sure he had to. So for those of you that don't know, so we we talked we talked about Jerry earlier. So Jerry was was Jake's dad. Um, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, we, we, Jake lost Jerry during COVID because of COVID. Yeah, and like that whole watching that sort of unfold from from afar was yeah, and to see you kind of like maintain. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't easy. That's for sure. It. Uh, yeah, so my dad was one of the first to, uh, one of the first locally to pass. He was probably, uh, it started what March, so he was like April. He was like April fifth, I think, was the day. So we got uh, we played in Nashville the day of the SEC tournament, and I'm pretty sure that's where, it. pretty sure that's where we got it. Um, first they canceled fans. Then they canceled the tournament, but they didn't cancel our show. We were playing at O-Red. And uh, I actually felt like absolute ass that day. I had a, the worst freaking headache in my life. I had to do a four-hour nonstop gig in Nashville. And, like, I was 
miserable. Dad had to drive home. And uh, Sierra and Lyric drove down separate to that show because they were going to Florida and um, to see her parents. Well, that was, I didn't know it, but that would be the last time that I would see them for two mo- a month, month and a half. Really? Yeah, because I was working at the hospital. So the, when all the shit hit the fan, we were afraid to have Lyric at the house. Yeah. So um, dad got sick and then um, ended up passing, I guess, through. He went went to the hospital. They told him he had an upper respiratory infection. There wasn't a uh, – they were getting like five COVID tests in a week at that point. <laughs> like it was so new. And uh, so they sent him home and he kept getting worse. Ended up coming back a week later. Um, And then that night they ended up putting him on a vent and he was on a vent for another week and then, and then passed. But the, um, and that's definitely the, the quickest, shortest summary of that whole like ordeal. Um, what, but you weren't allowed to be like near him, were you? So since I worked at the hospital, um, I was still in the police department then. So, uh, I used to work off duty there and, um, so we had, uh, you know, we patrolled the hospital and stuff and walked through. I was able to see him, but I didn't go into the room, and um, which was kind of worse. Like, you know, they obviously had no visitors at the hospital at this time. So there was, you know, Dad was among many people that were in there sick and dying, and those families couldn't see you know, their family member and, and that freaking sucks, but also like seeing him through the glass and not being able to go in there and like try to, which he was on a vent. So there wasn't, wouldn't have been any interaction anyway, but, um, it was definitely super shitty. And then of course, when he passed, we, um, we could only have eight people in the room for 15 minutes to to have a quote unquote service that we had to pay like twelve thousand dollars for you know with with everything so even though it was a brief hey there he is all right load him up let's go fucking put him in a hole fucking still a twelve thousand dollar funeral i did not know that <clears throat> was it at the funeral home yeah and our family's way bigger than eight people Obviously, the the, the rule was ten, but two people, uh, the two people from the funeral home counted. Uh, Did they put in their thousand uh, dollars like they should have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, because of the CDC regulations or whatever. Yeah, it was super super shitty, and um, but the amount of support that that we received through all that from not just the music scene, but it ended up being just like complete freaking strangers. Um, I guess, you know, cause it was so new and once people saw like a familiar face going through it, um, people just, uh, became attached to the story. Like I've started posting it because I had, instead of like making 9,000 texts or whatever to all my family, I was like, I'm just going to start putting updates on, Facebook because my friends and stuff were concerned about him so I mean he ended up getting 
God, I, I finally went through all the comments. Because obviously, you know, there wasn't shit going on. And I was like, man, these people like, like followed the whole week and, and the post. Like I wanted to at least acknowledge everything. I mean, there was literally like thousands of likes and comments and shares and like people praying for him. And it was pretty wild. And then like the, got a ton of support from the local music fam and and all that stuff and and dad would have been tickled to death about that like he he was one of the guys where god if we if we put a picture up of him and lyric or something and he got 50 likes he'd call me be like damn that picture got 50 likes you see it <laughs> and then like two hours go by it's up to 100 likes or something and he he called me back like i can't believe it there's 100 people like that picture what the hell is going on like it so he would have been freaking, you know, he got like a thousand likes on some of his pictures. Yep. And uh, that would have that would have really made his day. So it was such a weird thing. Cause he was he was fine. He was a little top heavy, but other than that, he was you know pretty damn healthy before uh, all this shit went down. And it's still uh, it's still weird, you know, going to a gig and him not being there. Did it change your? So knowing who you are you know just knowing your opinions on the world and stuff but <laughs> did that change your perspective on the whole like covid thing i mean it had to have had some sort of impact on you know because there, you were there were two sides there were like yeah. the vaccinated wear a mask people and then there was the <laughs> i don't know what you call the other ones but you know, the people that just didn't want to be told what to do and right. just wanted to kind of look at the stats and, you know. And so I imagine there were some conflicting feelings there. And then yeah, for sure. To see uh, what people you knew were saying about not, I, uh, you know. I definitely got the third degree from some folks <laughs> on a uh, another podcast that I went on. And, uh they um they were like well your dad just died but you you know three weeks ago you were saying that this shit wasn't real and it was overhyped and and uh you know well, that took some balls <laughs> yeah um so i mean yeah they were right i was i thought it was all you know how many other times has shit happened and you know the the media pumps it up and then nothing happens um, but then, you know, to see dad go through it and, and there, there were several other, <clears throat> there's a couple of guys that died on our apartment from it. Um, there was some family friends that died from it. I mean, it, it was definitely real. Um, do I think that it was kind of exaggerated to some aspect with the regulations and the vaccine shit? Um, Absolutely. I got the first vaccine because I was working at the hospital and was pretty much you had to get the first one. But after the first one, I was like, I ain't doing this shit no more. Because like you could get the vaccine, but people were still getting fucking sick from it and still getting other and people still sick. getting other people sick and still dying. So yeah. I'm like, what's the fucking point? I don't know. <clears throat> no, but uh, it was definitely a weird fucking time, dude. Like it, uh, so so much every time i go back and think on it i i I think i come out with more questions like 
Well, yeah. Like, what was really going on, you know? Like, um, with the whole, like, thank God I had a buddy um, put up a GoFundMe because Dad didn't have any life insurance or anything like that. And uh, he had just started a new job. So his life insurance that he had at his previous employer didn't didn't uh, roll over. And uh, so they started to go fund me and raise just enough money to pay for the funeral. If not, phew, we'd have really been screwed. But uh, but we were denied any any help from like FEMA or any of that shit. Like there were so many hoops to go through and 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 uh, regulations on who got money and um like you know just because like the funeral got paid for but there was a mountain of other things that oh, we yeah. had to do and uh, they you know since there was a uh the GoFundMe kind of canceled out any chances of getting any kind of money from the government so but um uh, yeah was such a, that stuff do what they look into that before they grant you money I yeah guess. they they denied us yeah living a weird time man such a weird time <laughs> i know dude everything's been so <laughs> fucked since then it has and i think that the strain that has been put on relationships you know siblings fucking you know kids and their parents you know me and my mom we were uh, on vacation this summer and long story short, you know, we were talking, we were talking about conspiracy theories at first, just cause yeah. I like to hear other people's opinions on like this whole UFO thing and aliens and you know, <laughs> yeah. just goofy shit, you know, and then me and my mom tend to go off. She's just completely different up, just opposite me. Mm -hmm. Um, and the vaccine got brought up, and, you know, I got my first round of vaccine shots and I'm not getting boosters yeah. until someone tells me besides the general public until a doctor says hey you probably really, you really should get a booster mm -hmm. you know it, it, it would make sense right <clears throat> then I'll probably get one but I'm just not into it I'm not into the the being herded <laughs> and <laughs> and so she said something to me she said uh, if you listen to this mom I love you I've already forgiven you so don't be <laughs> offended but she said I think out of just frustration because she cares about me and she, also there was a piece of it I really didn't think about but she said well if you're not getting vaccinated then, then you're, you're not being a good human and I was like wait a second did my own mother just call me not a good human <laughs> like what the hell you know and I eventually called her a couple weeks later when we got home kind of talked it over with her and uh, I kind of understood where she was coming from you know her husband's a little older mm -hmm. and she he he had a close call with covid yeah and um she's like if he gets it again i'm afraid you know yeah and so she's just trying to protect hers you yeah know? for sure and i understand that and so it's like i guess my point was it's such a delicate balance right now and that the divisiveness yeah. that started at that time period yeah. and has continued on it's just crazy it was like an igniter for so many things, man. Like it was, it's, um, I compare it to like, you know, you, you used to hear in history, like, uh, like 500 BC or, 
or 500, you know, AC or whatever. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's. AD. Or, a, or yeah, AD, goddamn. 500 AC. ACDC. <laughs> I got the air conditioner on my mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like 500 uh, AD and, and BD, VD, whatever. Um, BC. BC. It's. BC is it before Christ? Is that what that yeah, means? Yeah, before Christ. What was I saying? Uh, AD and after after death. after death. Yeah, after Christ, after death, before, before Christ. Christ, after death uh, is BJ is before Jesus and after Jesus. BJ and I AJ. thought it meant something else. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the fucking world, like the normal world, stopped like April twenty twenty or March April or fuck. I can't even fucking talk now. March 2020. Yeah. Like everything normal was ended there and, you know, was before. After that, everything's just been like a different world and been so fucked. Um, and there's just been so much bullshit to contend with. Um, God, especially with the music industry. Like we went through not working at all. And then yeah. like, oh, you can work a little bit. And you're going to have 30 people. I remember the first shows after COVID. We were we were playing shows where everybody had to fucking sit down at a table. If you got up, you had to put a mask on. There's no fucking dancing. Like, don't even look at the band long enough because you might get COVID. But as long as you're sitting down, you're good. You know, I look at this the opposite way as some of the other people you were talking about did. People are like looking at you like, well, how can you lose someone and be like still not be scared to death? Yeah. Well, because I think those of us that have sense realize that there is a real danger for certain people. Right. But like you can't go hide under a rock all the time. Yeah. I mean, we live with risk every day as human beings. You get in the car, look at all the fucking idiots you drive next to. Oh, for to. sure. What's more dangerous, COVID or fucking... You know, oh dipshit with no insurance with fucking wheel coming off his car, you know, on 64 doing 85 miles an hour. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. we're surrounded by danger. As Americans, we look at this, it's so jaded because go be a citizen of the Ukraine right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so fucked everywhere else and we're just so spoiled. We're a bunch of spoiled little pussy babies. Yeah. We are, man. I can't stand it. Oh, no. And like, in the in the children that we're raising, and it's just you know I hate to sound like an old man, but the whole COVID thing, like we all know that there's a inherent risk. We know that there's a risk, yeah. but some of us, our quality of life is more important than the risk. Like we feel, I this yeah, is me, sure. but I feel like okay, if there's a disease going around that is killing a small percentage of people, it's making most people just sick for a week. That's no different to me than the flu. Yeah. And so I still want to play my gig. I still want to go watch this show or whatever else, you know. And it sounds really selfish, but I don't care. I'm I'm kind of over it. Yeah, I'm I mean, over you, didn't, to like... you didn't stop banging the old lady just because Magic Johnson got AIDS. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he used to have AIDS. He's like the only one. You ever seen that uh, South Park episode where they, <laughs> they fucking grind at the money and they inject it in themselves? That's what cures AIDS. <laughs> Magic Johnson's on there. Awesome. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh Lord. But yeah, well, man. It I think when it when it started becoming we uh we got out of the uh, like the common sense phase. 
Yeah. Um, it, it became, it became a, like a, like a shitty TV show and like what kind of fucking bullshit are they throwing at us next? But well, it's, it hasn't stopped. It hasn't. So I'm just thankful that we're able to do shows and have some kind of normalcy. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, uh, you know, without mask, with, oh, had to play some shows with mask. No One, uh, there was a tour stop where the crowd had to wear a mask in line outside. But once they came through the threshold of the door, they could take their mask off. <laughs> I was like, you just can't make this shit. And it up. killed ticket sales for that city. Cause like the tour I was on is a very redneck group. So like, of course they were like, fuck mask. And was it dusty? COVID. Yeah. It was when I was on tour with dusty. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so thank God we can have festivals again and 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 get back out there and and you know make a living. Just uh, hopefully, hopefully that that keeps rolling. So yeah, well, I think uh, coming up in the future, I think we're definitely going to be wrapping up a guest for the third episode. Oh. Yeah, for sure. We've been talking to some folks and just trying to line a schedule out. Um, with some uh some different peeps so uh if uh, oh let's see i know we we tried to get kevin on here so that, that might that might be an easy one we'll have to revisit jaggers or jaggers oh yeah either one we had kevin we had jaggers on here but on the, on the yeah, second episode to... that we've cannot air uh for reasons that we will not speak of <laughs> it got pretty much wild. because of me um <laughs> but uh but yeah so we'll we'll bring some guys on the next episode and we'll try not to have so much space in between episodes. <laughs> we're we're pretty busy. It's hard yeah. to, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um so, but yeah. Well, but yeah, we appreciate you guys uh listening to the first podcast. Hopefully, uh you like this one too. Actually, almost forgot we got our first sponsor. Uh I want to give a shout out to the Music Store in Clarksville. Um those guys are great people. They've kind of revamped their whole um, facility there in their in their stock with a bunch of great gear. They have DW kits, Pearl, um, Gretsch, Tama. They have all kind of like Ibanez guitars doing a big Ibanez blowout right now. Um, stop in and see them. Follow them on uh, social media and tell them we sent you and they'll give you a discount code NEON, N-E-O-N and you will get a little discount if you buy something. That's so, pretty cool. Well, great timing. There's a fucking train blowing the horn. <laughs> fucking train. The well, out, the outdoor podcast. Good way to end the episode. By the way, <laughs> before I go, I need you all to do me a favor and uh, and listen to a lot of Cannibal Corpse this week. Especially, <laughs> I want you to watch live videos of Corpse Grinder how he introduces songs because Jake and I we have a second calling, and it is making up new Cannibal Corpse song names. Yes. We have been giggling like little girls to um, to that that video, and it's been an inspiration for a. Uh, it is. I'm gonna submit a lot of a real submission. Terrible I'm, content. I'm gonna write the lyrics, <laughs> and I'm gonna submit the song to Campbell Corpse and say, "Please write this." <laughs> They'll probably do it. I bet what, they will. What was it called? What did I say it was called? Oh God. Um, <laughs> This next song is called <laughs> Overdose on Gum. 
Good lord. They have the worst freaking song titles ever. Like I Come Fucked Blood. Fucked with a knife. Fucked with a knife. That's such that's such a weird band. They scare the fuck out of me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it'll I'll, it'll never get old hearing Jake say <laughs> <laughs> This next song's about shooting blood from your cock. <laughs> God, we we laughed so much about that on our from just watching that video uh, when we was heading to Nashville a couple weeks ago, and oh I was hurt. God, I was just freaking dude. hurt. That we have to tell that whole story on the next podcast. So, oh, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, but we uh, we appreciate you guys listening and uh, share it with your uh, with your friends if they like new podcasts. Uh, give them a give them a little direction and tell them to check us out follow us on the neon troubadours page on facebook and instagram and come out and see us come hang with us we uh we got a couple shows coming up here soon so we we post all of our dates on there so come hang we'll see y'all